podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish Football Periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. Welcome to Thursday's episode of the Terry Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Craig Fowler and I'm joined by on this occasion by Sean McGregor. Hello. And Joel Sked. Hello. I nearly arsed up that intro a couple of times there, but I think I kept it together. Yeah, I was I was waiting for you to stop and start again. Oh really? Didn't you think it was that bad? No, no it was just <laughs> it was teetering on the edge. It teetered on the edge. I would have just uh, went to pieces and started the game. I just started laughing. Yeah. So on this show, we're going to talk about uh, what we like to do when we've got us three in the, the same room together, which is go through the favourite moments from the season so far, the, the weird and wacky stuff that makes Scottish football as wonderful as it is. And it turns out uh, this is actually only the second favourite thing when we get together, because we seem to have de- developed a nice chat about taking a poo. <laughs> yeah, I still might cut out some of that and use it as the intro. We'll see. Can't <laughs> watch it. That's not what people want to listen to. No. I know we sometimes think to ourselves, is it, are people wanting to listen to things like this? I don't know if they would necessarily want to listen to that. I think we've built up enough of a rapport that uh, they would appreciate it. Imagine if that was the first time you'd ever listened to the show. And then that's like the introduction that they get. <laughs> they're, they're like, Especially after we've just done a special um, a podcast on women's football. And we just revert back to talking about jobbies. Women jobbies as well? I don't see what that's got anything to do with it. I'm just, I'm just pitching some new Terrace podcast. Let's give that a bash. And off. <laughs> it is literally now the Terrace podcast, and two of our Joe Skid. <laughs> right, let's just let's just delve right into this. Talking about jobbies, Jack Henry. Yes, first one because um, last time we, so we. So for anybody who's, who's not listened, I can't imagine there's too many. But for anybody who was unaware, earlier on the season we'd done it from June. Uh, but we only got until about midway through August, uh, and then we <laughs> run out of time. Although I thought we'd got much later. Yes, you, you turned up the day <laughs> just absolutely adamant that we'd basically got to like midway through September. Right. So I've, I've researched about 33 things, but I needed to research about 59. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thankfully, I've researched all the ones up to where Sean got to. So um, we start with Jack Henry's in-game glitch against Partick Thistle. Scotland International. God. Watching it back, it's like a visual represent, uh, representation of me trying to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just made me shudder? Fuck, that's what people hear. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, absolutely. It's much better than I could come up with when I haven't prepared a single, <laughs> a single jot. Right, next we've got Rangers fans' anti-BBC tweet about Jers. So in, in this instance, Gers is Government Expenditure and Revenue Scotland. I, I don't think the guy thought it was that. Well, he certainly did, um, because it was tweeted from the Herald. I think it was the, the journalist just tweeted the headline, which was along the lines of BBC apologise for disgraceful 
Ger's uh, coverage. Ger's all in capitals. So it's easy to tell it's probably not about the football team. Uh, and he responded with anything to say at BBC Tom English at Michael Stewart. About time. You all probably want access to Europa League group stages at Ibrox. You should have apologised after the 2016 Scottish Cup final. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to defend, um, I'm going to defend this, uh, tweeter. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Because looking at his, his profile picture at the time was a Union Jack and his name on it is uh, simply the best exclamation mark. So he strikes me as a type of, um, who refers to Rangers as Jers all the time and probably does it in caps all the time. Okay. Just and to emphasise Jers. Remember as well, if he follows the Sun on Twitter, then they generally do have at least one word in capital letters for all their tweets. <laughs> so you just got mixed up between uh, papers. Like trauma or... Seven! <laughs> Just in capital letters for no reason whatsoever. Uh, down the line, I'm looking forward to um, Celtic fans rejoicing over uh, media com- uh, companies' disgraceful, disgraceful covers, coverage of Sevco. Uh, it's like you doing a Jack Henry right now. <laughs> this is me doing a Jack Henry just now. Jack Henry! <laughs> <laughs> Pressure doesn't do well for me. I don't want to tell a joke now because they kind of. Go for it. Uh, now that I've killed your spirit <laughs> yeah. This is only the second thing So I'm looking forward to Celtic fans rejoicing In uh, years to come when a media company Has to apologise for disgraceful uh, coverage of Sevco But Sevco turns out to be uh, like Something electric, ele- <laughs> elastic and velcro combined organisation <laughs> You got that then Yeah I couldn't think of something with S So I just said something <laughs> <laughs> So if you can give me any suggestions, I was typing in the last thing of Velcro to Google to see if they've got a common brand. Nope. Okay. Well. Right. Airdrie being 3-1 up on Wraith Rovers. It's who, sweating, no? <laughs> down to 10 men with three minutes rain, remaining and still lose. As good as this was, it's tinged with sadness for me because it's about the only fucking away game I've not been to. <laughs> I think I went to every away game under uh, Locke and Hughes Barely missed an away game this season. Before that, we were barely won a game. And then I wasn't doing anything for, for the, the Wraith website that weekend. I was like, you know something? I've, I've just had enough. I've had enough of going to away games. I've had enough of the misery of travelling back and forward and not getting in until whatever time. After watching 90 minutes of dross, I am not going to that game. And then that's what I missed. I read them. Rather than watch the highlights back, because I watched the highlights at the time, I read the match report on the Rovers website. John Mainland had done that one. It was it, it, there was fantastic bits in it. So his it, first paragraph, and they went to the, the second. So it was kind of trying to build up of what what a game it was. So the second paragraph was for those of you who are not there to uh, indulge me and don't skip to the last few paragraphs. It's, it's, I, I, I can't really uh, read it all the way through because some of it doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> So, that doesn't surprise me if I'm going to read it. <laughs> right, so, I'll actually read it. So, for those of you who are not there, indulge me and don't skip to the last few paragraphs to, in a tiny, tiny way, recreate what we witnessed. What? Those of you who were there, yes, it happened. Really, it did. I know. What the flip? No, really. I seen it with my own eyes and wrote stuff down. As for anyone who left early, there may have been a few. Read this to make your claims you didn't sound more plausible. However... <laughs> You know, he starts the next sentence. There was only one change from last week with Dave Mackay dropping to the bench as he and suspension. John has unfortunately emigrated to France, so that was, I think that may have been his last week. I'm not going to 
slate him for the mistakes in there uh, just because he, he would have been in an, uh, in an ecstatic state and it probably didn't help you from, from you reading that out later on he was like however in the 83rd minute Joe Victoria turned in the box quicker than a Trump staffer offered legal immunity <laughs> topical the, the last paragraph I've been going to the Rover since 88 and haven't seen a turnaround like that I doubt fans who've been going longer will have either in caps it was utterly utterly bonkers it may well be a wee while before it happens again. <laughs> I think it may be longer than a wee while. Before we win away from home again. Never mind uh, in those circumstances. It was top. Who does who does the updates? Because uh, on the Rovers website you've got kind of match report, update or like highlights, uh, um, d- updates. D- just, just an older guy basically does them. Because updates was the the fourth goal. I haven't a clue scored. <laughs> 90 plus four full time. What a finish from the Rovers. Well done guys. <laughs> Less ecstatic than, uh, than the bold John. Yes. Okay, next up we've got Peter Hartley laughing about Fabio Cardoso weeping after Ryan Bowman broke his nose in the Bitford Cup semi-final last year. This caused a bit of controversy online, as you may expect. Hartley was then forced to apologise later in the day. Uh, Rangers fans saying, who the fuck is Peter Hartley? Hartley then responds by scoring a 94th minute equaliser to deny Stephen Gerrard's men three points at Fir Park. I want to incorporate the next one on the list. I think the next one's Boyata. Mm-hmm. By all the people that weekend, I think Billy Dodds was the main one, who say you, just, you couldn't make up, couldn't script it. Everyone was wanting, everyone was wanting that to happen. Everyone could have written that. That's exactly what people were wanting. I've watched films about uh, aliens and giant robots that can transform into cars. So with that being the case, I'm fairly certain you can write a film script that involves a guy scoring a 94th minute equaliser. Because <laughs> that's more plausible than me being attacked by a giant crocodile. That's true. So we'll just skip ahead past the next one. Because the next one was by a... Uh, uh, well, should should mention as well, Celtic fans holding up the sign saying Boyata is not fit to wear the shirt. And then they just scrape past that Hamilton Ackes with Boyata not only scoring the only goal, but also being the man of the match. And it's been completely forgotten about now by Celtic fans, which is unsurprising considering their um, their holier now attitude regarding kind of racism and all that sort <laughs> of stuff. And then they continue back Lee Griffiths after his, his storm. Just let that hang there for a second. Right, next. Uh, Ray McKinnon leaves Morton to join Falkirk after a couple of months in charge. Local Morton <laughs> paper takes it very well. The, was this what they called him? Judas? Yes. Is that the headline? Yeah. So not only, not only the headline, but also the kind of mock picture of uh, Ray McKinnon as Judas. Uh, however, they managed to make it look more like Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> it did a bit. It was quite sneaky The fact that he What little Red Riding Hood I, th- I think so Stealing the, all the porridge Off of the nice bears Ah it was terrible for her And it was quite sneaky From Ray McKinnon as well The fact that he So he took training And then just didn't mention it Did he He just, yeah. kind, of, he just kind of sloped off Because that was uh, then Wasn't it the chairman Went down To Was it, it Crawford Ray Yes Yes was the, well, let's look. Yeah <laughs> I just wanted to confirm his, uh, confirm his first name He went down to training And he was asking about the team Because I think he usually gets told the team And McKinnon was very vague about it And then next thing he knows no, There'll be some players <laughs> they, Just going back to the the mock-up Of the back of the, the Green Telegraph It was put on uh, Pine Bovril The guy who put it up Got a minus one. Oh really? Yeah I was, I was tempted to log in And just give him a plus I think Fantastic <laughs> 
Right, Moussa Dembele leaves Celtic and writes a massive suki message to fans who all hate him by this point. Uh, in it, he calls himself the King of Glasgow. He also says that he will always remember the time that he scored against Rangers and Celtic fans were singing, I saw Dembele on the telly, he scored the hat-trick against the dot, dot, dot. I've no idea what he's actually talking about there. The smelly? Aye, I thought Celtic fans always just sang Moussa Dembele. Yeah, I can't remember another. He also refers to that match as Demolition. And puts an unnecessary hashtag in it as well. It's honestly, I just wanted to read it again. I don't I actually don't think I read it the first time. Pass me the sick bag. The worst, <laughs> the, the worst bit for me was do putting the H in boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Like that's the sort of pattern you get on on Facebook where Rangers fans refer to uh, sorry Rangers fans refer to Celtic as something incredibly unfunny and vice versa. Or people referring to Hearts as the watery farts. Actually, that's actually quite funny. But uh, <laughs> like, we finish like Tommy yams. Robinson's eleven. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, anything to add to this, Sean? Move on. No, that's another one I didn't prepare for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Barrack Thistle tease the signing of Tam Scobie with a hangman puzzle, and they misspell Scobie. How did you do it again? What did they misspell? Uh, they misspelled Scobie, so the <laughs> the. <laughs> S C O B E I E. They still seven letters. They only put six. My my biggest concern from it though was the fact that one of the letters, so they they used a letter to score it out, mm-hmm. was U. So they used a U before using an A and an I. Surely use the last vowel you would use on Hangman. If, if you can't spell a Sunday man, uh, that's true. If 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 you can't know the surname of the player you're signing. What? It did wasn't quite as good as Dungeon United's how they announced uh, Watson. No, but it was, it was, I, think, I feel it was second to that. It was a good. It was a good effort. Right into September. <laughs> this 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 might be in contender for a moment of the season. I can't stop, even today. I couldn't stop watching it for like about five minutes. Yeah, that's tremendous. I got back got back in office and gave myself a good hour and fifty minutes to research. And spent a lot of the time watching this uh, air fan fall over. Yes, so Pitch of Eater runs on. It's not an air fan. Uh, it's a Queen of South fan. No, I thought it was it's an air not fan. It's an air fan. It's an air fan, yeah. I thought it was an air fan, yeah. What, what yeah. sense does that make? Stephen. Right, okay. No, because uh, that's, that's, that's why I was. <laughs> that's why I was so confused that why is he running on? Because the best he's going to do is maybe knock the ball out for a corner if it's a rebound. It's understandable if it was a Queen of the South fan. Uh, well, that's why it's like if I get the rebound, I'm going to score. That's why I'd, I'd assumed it was a Queen of the South fan uh, running on to preemptively celebrate when the goal goes in, and then he misses, and then he's like, "What do I do now?" And then he falls over. No, that, that's why he falls over is because he starts celebrating this, the saved penalty. Right. Okay. It's, it's utterly captivating. I thought I thought he would put his hands up and then put his hands down when he realised he'd been missed. No, no. So he put his hands up uh, to celebrate, and then his hands came down as he realised he was about to put his face into the turf. I, I just presumed he was running on because he was a drunkest man <laughs> in Dumfries. <laughs> I would I really want to ask him uh, about what his motives were. However, the rest it could be now. It could be in Dallas. I've got to check. Was completely unfazed. It was. He reacted as if it was the most normal thing in the world. So he blew for the uh, miss. Apparently, blew for the corner, and he kind of just looked down at the this big uh, uh, this big tubby boy on the floor, and then he kind of looked back up as if what's he got so far normal. on though. Yeah, he got so, and there was no there wasn't really any security. But his sweat was pissing off him. <laughs> right, staying in the championship. 
Uh, ref- and ref- talk about referees. Referee Barry Cook makes one of the worst decisions in football history. Uh, Feeling toward Park this a goal on the advice of a linesman who did see Chris Doolan's shot hit the back of the net. So, they basically, Park this got a corner. They basically have like three stabs at it. Eventually, Doolan on the turn fires left footed shot, clips the bar, hits the back of the. It actually hits the back of the net, but um, hits the bottom of it where the. Where the kind of net meets the ground, so it kind of pings off of that and bounces back out. It still clearly hits the back of the net. It's great watching it back as well when you know what's coming. It's even it's even funnier because you're just watching the referee and the lines watching the lines because the, 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 the players start celebrating around the referee, but he's still just looking over at the linesman and the linesman's just looking the watching the ball because when it comes out of the net, one of the Martin players looks away. Boots it away, and he's just watching this ball there, and then the ball crosses crosses the line to go in for a throw in, and he just gives a throw in, and then the referee goes over to him and have a discussion where the both super fail to realise that a goal's been scored. It was that half as well when the was it the early nineties that there was another kind of similar yeah. incident against Dundee United because I think Morris like, Malpass like the exact same end. I think Morris Malpass actually caught the ball and then just blistered it. And uh, no, it was it was Dundee United had scored. scored yeah. Paddy Connolly had put the ball in the back of the net, but that that time it hit the stanchion. But it came it hit the stanchion, came back out. A Park Thistle defender caught the ball on his hand, handed it to the goalie. <laughs> the goalie boots the ball away, and the referee Les Mortram just played on a curse, a curse goal. It was uh, I think it was Craig Anderson tweets um, certainly one of his better ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what they say after so many years uh, decisions even suffer <laughs> I did enjoy that one right uh, for this next one uh, so this was this is off the back of the Ray McKinnon leaving oh, for, right. for Morton so I'm just going to read out uh, this quote which was attributed uh, which came from uh, Sky Sports so it was a statement that was on the Morton website and it read, I would like to take this opportunity to address questions raised by Ray McKinnon's press conference at the Falkirk Stadium yesterday afternoon. When Falkirk Football Club asked to speak with Ray on Friday, I told Falkirk that Ray was contracted to Morton and we were delighted with the progress that had been made. I also stated that we would require a six-figure sum for our management team. Now, those quotes were attributed by Sky Sports to Douglas Ray, who'd been dead a month. He's <laughs> speaking to Derek Okora. <laughs> I mean, fair play to Sky. They're, they may not be able to differentiate the difference between Dundee and Dundee United's badges, but they deserve the highest praise for bringing someone back from the dead. Exactly. Who else has done that? Has BT Sport ever brought somebody back no, from the dead? No. no Sky no, Sports no, no, definitely no. deserve a new contract. While I was Googling bringing someone back from the dead, I stumbled upon a YouTube video that showed this weirdo making a potion uh, to bring someone back from the dead. The first comment says, Oh, was that pumpkin full of spaghetti? <laughs> 439 comments on that on, on that video of, uh, yeah, it has to be watched to be believed well, there you go recommendation from Joe right next one is Paul the one man Celtic scouted department the Tim uh, told Rogers he should sign Emilio Izagiri which he seemed to confirm on Twitter by saying yeah I told Brendan in Austria as he was a free agent he would like to come back and considering how much game time Izagiri's had since he come back I think this is entirely believable and shows how poor a scout Paul is. I, I, uh-huh. I, I can appreciate that Paul the Tim could meet Brendan Rodgers, because I actually think it might be his profile picture. I'd appreciate that he would know that he was out of contract, so I suppose that was fairly common knowledge. But how would they know that he would, like wanted to come back? Like, how did they know that bit? They 
bump into him and W.H. Smith or like how would he know that? Probably I, I presume that it was because he made it up. <laughs> he probably like said to him on like Instagram like Easy Gary's just posted a photo of his wife or something like, oh would you like to come back yes it'd be great oh I'm going to tell Brendan and, and who is Paul is that? I don't follow him he just looks like a guy who enjoys life like who, who is he just, just a fan yeah but he's, I think he goes he goes to like every game Europe, Europe as well and I've seen Celtic fans question he's, he's, he's one of the, and, and Celtic seem to have these fans who have um, trying to word this right you've offended Celtic fans enough so you should just leave that yeah probably right Grant Holt from that's going to be offensive <laughs> uh, Grant Holt formerly of Hibs uh, wins a 40 man battle royale you said, said Royal Rumble I did say Royal Rumble in the tweet but there's only one Royal Rumble so I'm not having that mm, battle yeah. royale uh, I like this I like that he's wearing jeans because he just uh, just come from he has a night out no no it's not like it was in case <laughs> he'd been on BT Sports and he'd been drafted in I think someone pulled out so I don't think his debut was meant to be until later or maybe next year because he wants to get into wrestling and so, wait, wait, so you're saying this, this just happened spur of the moment it so he's been training and he knew that he'd been, he'd been working with the company so it wasn't choreographed or anything possibly, possibly. <laughs> I'm going to say it was choreographed a wee bit because he did a drop kick to I don't think he was I still don't think he was primed to be in I don't know oh, right. um, just, just from what I can recollect when uh, it happened he was kind of saying that there was there was a late call off so I don't know if it's happened but, in the from my knowledge of wrestling this was definitely pre-planned and do you know how wrestling works? <laughs> I don't know wrestling but it just seems like the way he <laughs> his comments after it suggested that it was it was a late his him being in there was a late entry so I, I don't th- know if it maybe was a week week before or a few days before I, I think you've been very naive about this whole business <laughs> I've probably you know what's you know what's happened is because we've been watching those nineties WWE clips on Twitter. I seriously spend about uh, fifteen to twenty minutes uh, a day when I first come into work just watching, going flicking through them. My favourite moment is uh, when he goes over the top rope, but he hangs on, and he's got to lift himself back up, but he can't do it. So the other wrestler pushes him over. So that previous loser has to help him back up. <laughs> what was his motivation for that? <laughs> Right, uh, Brendan Rogers looking very uncomfortable on a social media video as the Celtic fans saying we don't care what the animals think. What the hell do we care? He reminded me of Guy Goma. You know, the, the guy that turned up in B- the BBC uh, for, well, I think he was turned up for a job interview and he yeah. inter- inter- interviewed live on TV, except Goma looked a lot more comfortable. Rogers didn't know the words. I thought he was a massive lifelong Celtic, Celtic fan. Yeah, lifelong Celtic fan. And did, was, they, did they not know the words, or did they just not want to sing the words? Because no, but he didn't it, sing any. He didn't. It, I can understand. I understand the animals bit that he, he would have went understandably went quiet. But before and after, it was like he was mumbling or mumbling along. It's like one of my mates who tries. He thinks he knows a song, and then tries to sing the words to it, and just gets it all wrong. Or Tries, tries to make an effort he's, he's tried to make an effort but he has no idea what's going on years ago John Redwood was a Tory MP and he was at a, I think it was like a Welsh Conservative conference and he played the Welsh National Anthem at the start and he inexplicably decided to pretend that he knew the words to the Welsh National Anthem so he kind of mimes to it but doesn't he speak Welsh and it just looks absolutely ridiculous it kind of reminded me of that <laughs> he watches the, he also right at the end he gives he, he goes to the whistle <clears throat> And then a really half-hearted clap. It's just, it was just weird. It's just weird. That's unusual for Brendan Rodgers to be weird. Mm. Mm. No problem. Also, uh, Tom Boyd, Wilt. 
Ok. Have you seen him in the video? No, no. Oh, you should go back and watch the video and uh, watch him. Ok. I didn't even realise he was in it. Yeah. We'll get to the There was, uh, was a uh, Lisbon, I think there was a Lisbon lion in it as well. Yeah. He, was, he knew all the words and he seemed to be really enjoying himself. Cool. He was fun to watch. Scott Buist involved in an argument with a fan on Twitter who offers a square go. Now, I, I clicked on this link and I could not find the... the deleted. Ah, uh, I've still got them on my phone. Okay. Ah, thanks, Joe. However, um, I'm apprehensive to read them out again because I read them out on a previous show and really read it out badly. Yeah, on Patreon. Yeah. And you guys give everybody the gist? I need to find it. <laughs> all, I, all I can remember, uh, the main thing, my main takeaway was that he loved... He loves the slanty, laughing, crying emoji. So basically, the rolling. Oh, you kept saying that, like, rolling yeah. on the floor emoji. It's like you kept saying slanty faced emoji. I was like, what the and, fuck and, is that? And the story was that, that was it Stirling Albion, is that right? That Stirling Albion had said that they hadn't paid anybody's wages for a while. Ah, right? yeah, something. Something like that. News. But they had been paid. Right. So they were in my bank account. So basically, he says that these Albion fans trying to give, uh, give me some stick. That daft, they were once told by the board that the squad forfeited a month's wage in 2010 so they could try sponge more cash from fans. The wages were in my bank. Uh, shrug emoji. So wait, and then it's Craig Tate who gets into the argument for me. So, so wait, you're proud of a shit career and the fact you look to Calbian for <coughs> wages. Glad you still, you're still using our name to stay relevant. And then it just goes on. Is that a bit, bit you saw? Uh, it kind of cuts off at that point. Yeah. Um... So that Craig Tate says, comeback's about as good as you're defending. Just rem- remember you're a fucking nobody. <laughs> uh, Scott comes back, a nobody that could punch your cunt in. What a redneck for you. Craig Tate, ha ha ha, if you say so. You're a man in his 30s looking for fights on Twitter. Pathetic, really. Scott, just stating facts, you tweeted me, you well. <laughs> it just goes on. Craig, stating facts when I've never met you. Big man threatening violence, but yet I could guarantee you wouldn't want to meet. And then there was six slanty laughing emojis. Rolling on the floor laughing emojis. Nothing says shite bag like a... Ruffle. Yes. <laughs> Rolling on the floor laughing emoji, says Craig. Scott, any time and place, pal. Craig, where are you? This Scott. is like this is like the Twitter equivalent. This is like you know when he's like, hold me back, hold yeah. me back, and, and you realise I'm never ever going to fight. This is the Twitter exchange. It's just brilliant. Scott's like Sterling. Craig, care to be more specific? Scott, anywhere you want me to be. Craig, so you're willing to get a taxi? Scott, I'll drive. <laughs> Craig, wait, so you're sober enough to drive and you're still spouting this pish? DM me and I'll give you my postcode. Hope you, hope you can defend your chin better than a goal. Scott, you'll need to follow me and send me your number. <laughs> Superb. <laughs> uh, then the next morning, someone replied to both of them. So did the fight happen? <laughs> I think I read it better that time. Yeah, you did. Right, Kirk Broadfoot winded up Celtic fans doing a 2-1 win at Rugby Park. First, they celebrated the equaliser by doing arms outstretched to the away end. Uh, the away end, sorry, the away end at Rugby Park with Celtic. That's pretty much most of the end. Uh, and then they uh, done the Ronnie Road at full time. It's, it's how far back his arm starts to, to do the Ronnie Road. I mean, he really puts his... Like, as if, imagine how far back you'd probably have to extend your arm if you were going to th- try and throw a pie over the stand. That's, <laughs> that's where his arm starts. I mean, he really brings it round. So what you're saying, you wouldn't like to go bowling with him? <laughs> it would bounce. <laughs> it would land like two-thirds of the way in the truck. I, I absolutely love Broad, uh, Broadfoot. Uh, he's, he's a diver, he's a cheat, he's a proper, proper shithouse. If you could score... 
if Kamara can put on penalties and he can score a few more last minute goals, he would be Scotland's Sergio Ramos. And would I like him back in the Scotland national team? Yes. Okay, next one is Falkirk getting a top class recruitment award, which was ironic because they've been their entire youth academy. And the, all the Falkirk representatives that were in the picture were either examples of terrible recruitment or extremely shady recruitment. I would say it's. Um, I'm going to let the listeners use their imagination for the, these answers, but it's like being presented with a parenting award from. or a doctor's award from. Let your imagination run wild. <laughs> right. Next, we've got Chris Boyd, Body, and Tam McManus. So, this came about because Tam McManus wrote an article for the Herald. It was an opinion piece where he said that um, <clears throat> players, current players, shouldn't be part time pundits, basically, because Boyd had. Boyd, I can't remember exactly what it was on this occasion, but Boyd said a few things that have been a wee bit controversial because he doesn't really hold back. Uh, we're talking about other. Uh, you know, opposing players which is refreshing from a pundit's point of view but some people think he shouldn't do it while he's still playing different debate whatever anyway so Boyd saw the article took a screenshot of it posted it on his Instagram where he said guys let's help this boy some, let's let's help get this boy some followers on Twitter I'm worried his career in the media is going to be as ordinary as his career in the game his stats say 14 clubs in 19 That's years and 82 goals that can't be right can it that's 4.3 goals a season I've scored more in one game twice maybe you should have started as a pundit while he was playing it might have helped the the use of exclamation marks yes. uh, are the big is the big um, winner here because you can really I think it really drives home the sarcasm especially the Right at the end when he, went, when he goes uh, Maybe he should have Started as a pundit When he was playing Dash It might have helped Exclamation mark Just Just another wee dagger In the I would, I, would, I would be more on board If he used Fewer exclamation marks I, uh, I despise exclamation marks Yeah uh, I don't really use them either. No I, 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 I do use I, I think they're, they're good <clears throat> If you're trying to make a point on, on messaging Or social media That you are being sarcastic Craig Telford uses them ironically, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, I mean, I think that's how you, 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 you kind of show that you're being sarcastic, or not, or not serious. McManus shot back with, to be fair, even a diddy like me scored more goals against Celtic. Goals against the big teams about as thin on the ground as his barnet. It's a rubbish comeback. Isn't yeah, it? it's not very good. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's just like your mum would be better. Ah, two Chris Boyd. <laughs> Right, next one is Jackson Longridge's plans after football, which is seeing orcas, apparently. I've, I've watched this clip so many times. Now, I appreciate it's slightly out of context, I suppose, but the start of it is talking about being on a safari. Yeah. And then he talks about he went to see some orcas. orcas. Now, I've never been to the Serengeti. <laughs> I can imagine what's there lions, tigers, rhinos, hippos, killer whales? Surely no. I think he went to, did he go to Florida? Or he was planning, if, I think they were talking about holidays. I think the he talked about safari, and then and the next one he was going on, or the most recent one he would just be, he'd just been to Florida and he went to one of the like the theme parks, and I remember watching us watching us in Alba because it was half time of the the Fairmont Park Thistle game, so it was the only interesting thing happened in in those two hours. The and yeah, it was just it was, no no hang on hang on that was also Mallory Martin's debut for them filming. And it was where he was, he was so bad he caught a kick yeah, so he could take it off them. <laughs> within the first 15 minutes. That's true. Oh, the interview was mental because it was similar. To, can you remember when Northern Ireland qualified for the Euros and Kyle Lafferty got interviewed? And he, he was asked, basically, was asked, who are you looking forward to be playing? 
playing in the Euros and he went started talking about Brazil and Argentina it was it was that it was, but he delivered in such a way it was like <clears throat> he don't know if he was being serious or not so his brother so was, the two long reaches was there getting interviewed so his brother was at first kind of confused and then just kind of laughed at him and like stop talking shite Good. however and then he said uh, but then he realised oh if that's what you want to do go for it and <laughs> uh, not now is it not kind of universally recognised that the whole kind of orca and killer girls thing is it's quite a, quite a Got a poor idea that it's quite in, well not inhumane but it's not a great government like uh, SeaWorld in captivity yes. it's not great but he, was, but, but, he, but he wants to get involved in that That's, that seems like quite an odd career move quite a, quite a bad egg career move it's like saying I want to get involved in child soldiers <laughs> maybe sorry <laughs> exactly like getting involved in child soldiers right Dundee are um, <laughs> Dundee are heralded as the worst team in world football Earlier this season, have you have you been back on that website again recently to check mm. out where they're, they're doing now? No, have you? There's, yeah, there's now three Scottish clubs in the top ten. <laughs> it encompasses apparently a hundred. It says according to the article, it encompasses 153 countries, uh, and yet there's three Scottish teams in the top top nine actually, if you can name them. So Hamilton, St Man, and Dundee. No. All oh, right, so it's not only top flight. It also includes a second tier. Right. Okay. So the second tier must be uh, Falkirk. No, so, it's be Alwana. No. Eh? Falkirk are bottom. Uh, yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, oh, but it's four, one. but it's four. Oh, oh right. Wrong, so I, think it, I think it takes into account the last six. Uh, right, so it's form table, last six games. So. Dundee Right, it must be Dundee Simon. Uh Patrick Thistle are the fourth worst team in the world. Okay. Dundee are now the fifth worst team in the world, so things are looking up. And St. <laughs> Murn are the ninth worst team in the world. <laughs> Quite the accolade for Scottish football. Right, a Hibs fan in a full referee's kit waves a red card at Kilmarnock players after the score at Easter Road. I'm a total respect for <laughs> Absolute total respect for him. The, the only me. thing is that the, the one he was wearing was a Diodora one, so was, he must have had it a long time, or he's just been on, I don't know, he's gone on a night out, dressed dress up and he's found Stumbled it. along Easter Road. Is he not quite a young boy? Yeah, ah, relatively. Because when I was young, I just I, I really wanted to fit in. I don't know. I don't know. Stand out for the crowd. I wanted the same haircut as everybody. I wanted the same clothes as everybody. Because you're running the risk of getting hammered. But but fair enough. He's he's just striding about dressed as a referee. <laughs> and there was the dispensing red cards. That was sick. He really mastered it. I think he had, he's, yeah. he got a good wrist action on it. Ah, he's, I mean, he's he's been watching. Mike Dean. I think Mike Dean would be looking at him. Proud. Seven, eight, or ten. <coughs> the one, the, what I was going to say about the referee uniform, it reminded me of Charlie Richmond and Ian Brines, and that kind of just made me shudder. <laughs> yeah, you never want to remember them. No. Right, into October. This will um, take some beating at the end of the season awards. If whoever records the podcast remembers to fucking do it. <laughs> Let it go, Craig. <laughs> Let go. Right, the, that's a serious call, pack. <laughs> the uh, Bedford Cup semi-final for I go. See how you just let out a giant sigh? That, that's how I felt during all of it. Having to listen to various opinions on a load of drick. Yeah, it's, it was funny at the time. Looking back on it, it's, it's funny, but also kind of just... Oh, I've just got over that. The, the, the games were shite. No, that's just the thing. Is what actually did transpire was... Guff. <laughs> If actually four sets of fans had just tried to recreate the aftermath of a 1980 Scottish Cup final, that would have been better than what we were left with. Definitely. That's, 
but to begin with, I was thinking, oh, physical violence. Yeah. Mm. 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 I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't condone it, but... Blood, it seems blood on like their hands. <laughs> the XPFL, one significant pressure was put on them at any, any point. They kind of just miraculously came up with the, the answer um, that seemingly wasn't possible. It, was, it reminded me of, looking back, it reminds me of someone I play fives with. He will, if he gets tackled or take a knock, he'll limp about uh, when he has to defend. And it's like, oh, so I don't have to def- defend. And then suddenly the ball comes to him and he comes alive. He's like, oh, it's a, it's a miracle. <laughs> and that seems to be Neil Doncaster. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem to happen. It was like, oh, it can't happen any other way. It's like, everybody's really not happy about it. So, oh, we've discovered everyone's fine. <laughs> the statements they've put out were just... <clears throat> I want to say contradictory, but each statement was just shite. <laughs> it was just massive holes in them. Yeah, and, and in the end, yeah, it was just a damp squib. Oh, very much so. Although Aberdeen managing to beat Rangers was a wee bit funny. Yeah, absolutely. The result was funny. The, the game, not funny. The game was not anything. We'll, get, we'll actually get to something from that game and the other game later on. Uh, but first of all, Dick Campbell, <clears throat> he had another meltdown. <clears throat> not as good as his first one. No, no, he, but, he, but didn't, he didn't race sort of about 30 yards into the park. I, I, think, I think he stepped onto the park, then maybe had kind of second thoughts, but then he continued to kind of berate the referee who then gestured that he had to go to the stand, but then he just stood next to the dugout. Then eventually his brother kind of told him he had to go. Mm-hmm. So then he slowly went off, so slowly that the referee chased him a bit. So then he kind of quickened, then he stood there, then his brother had to gesture him at the stand and was kind of crawl, calling him names. So then he eventually disappeared. But it was his, when he came into the press conference that day and he, he, he first said, he goes, what do, you, what do you want to talk about, guys? Do you want to talk about the setting off or do you want to talk about the game? And it was Craig Cairn said, go, can we talk about both? And this was, his, this was his, his story as to why he was sent to the stand. But this was him saying why he shouldn't have been sent to the stand. So he said... Uh, he said to the referee, he was talking about, he was disputing where the, the ball had went out for a throw-in. I'm already looking forward to this because I can see your notes and there's just a few words about stars on them. <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. Because this is exactly what I said to the referee. The ball fucking went out down there. And when the ref said to me, no it didn't, I just shouted at him, I won't take a fuck. <laughs> and that was him saying that he shouldn't have been dismissed for that. Well, I don't know, Dick. I think his defence might that he didn't use the C word. I wouldn't take a fuck. I wouldn't take a fuck. I wouldn't say either. And fair play, I'd both for putting that on YouTube. Again. I actually, I'm going to disagree with the the comparison to the Air United incident. I think mean, I was more um, kind of more in your face. It was over quicker. It's like he's way on the pitch. I think this one had more to it. It was more pantomime. Mean, it was funny. It yeah, went on longer. The, yes. the Rafe Rovers fans it was less for, dramatic. The, the Rafe Rovers fans for once um, kind of the star of the Let's see. For once the star of the show They're often the star of the show Because of their booing out exploits But they really created the panel feel uh, You were kind of just waiting for Someone to just start shouting He's behind you And who was behind it Campbell That was the, the, the referee running across the pitch He must have ran about 70 yards To chase him down He just told him that's where you're going The tunnel He then flicked the bees as he was disappearing in the tunnel Right, the, the, for the second time, the Greenock Telegraph. This time it doubles down on its anti-McKinnon sentiment by handing out cards to supporters with McKinnon's face and Judas written above it. That's not all, as uh, Morton fans on Twitter also organise uh, stuff and, and basically uh, 
call the game between Morton and Falkirk Whacking Day as a reference to the Simpsons episode where <laughs> it is supposedly a tradition in Springfield that everybody whacks snakes with clubs. How can people not <clears throat> enjoy this? Like, there's a lot of comments like, oh, it's, it's distasteful, it's disgraceful, it's, it's embarrassing. It's fantastic. That's, we want to see more pettiness and uh, blood boiling. It, it didn't really happen, though, did it? The, the, the kind of waving the cards. It, it, it would have been brilliant if, like, 2,000, you know, Morton fans had been waving cards, but ultimately what would probably happen was 17 would have done it and people would have laughed at them. Do we also know as well whether Ray McKinnon was beaten up with clubs? <laughs> he was whacked. I I enjoyed the Falkirk fan comparing uh, the kind of the whacking day or taking snakes to throw uh, to throw at him, comparing that to Falkirk fans taking eyeballs to throw at Dean Shields. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a was oh fantastic take. I mean, that's that's <laughs> what about a like now what about a table? I mean, Scottish football can sink pretty low, but that was that, that really took the biscuit. That old firm levels. Yeah, that was that was um, incredible. Right, next we got Dundee waiting ten days until after a defeat to sack Neil McCann and saying it was because they wanted to bring in a babysitter. There is uh, the next three things are all Dundee related. Right, yep, we can finish on that and then move to the Patreon. Yeah. Dundee are. I mean, the, the, going back to the last the last Dundee incident, where are they like, one of the worst clubs in the world? Just a joke, a laughing stock. If, if only if only they'd acted quicker, they might have been the seventh worst team in the world. <laughs> the I was just going in talking um, actual kind of analysis. Listen to a football ramble meets. I think it was Professor Chris Brady, and he wrote the book with Carlo Ancelotti Carlo about leadership. And he did some research that after 10 games, if your manager is picking, averaging less than 0. Point, I think it's 8.5 points per game, you're best just getting rid of him. So I think McIntyre um, should be heading out the door soon. We'll get to the next bit, which is Dundee trying to hire Billy Dodds as their assistant manager, seemingly completely oblivious to the fact he voted against the club's CBA in 2011. I liked winding up Gary about this. <laughs> the, if, uh, obviously, you, you can't see Sean, but there was a, mischie- a mischievous grin. grin. <laughs> <laughs> a misch- I can't even say mischievous. I, I am fucking useless. Yeah, the look on his face was he was loving every second. <laughs> I, I got the best he really took it to heart. A mischievous grin. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then, to, to round it all off, <clears throat> uh, Dundee lose 4-0 away to Livingston and McIntyre's first game where they lose every single goal from a set piece. Now, it's, 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 this is really weird because McIntyre was brought in and you kind of thought that he would at least make them solid, hard to beat, back to basics kind of thing. And despite the fact, I don't think they'd even conceded a set piece goal under McCann this season, and then all of a sudden four in one game, beat four 0 I enjoyed it. Yes, it was all the perfect ending. There's not really much uh, left to say about Dundee. Do you think they'll stay up? Uh, no, I think probably the, the best case for Dundee at the moment is um, administration and liquidation. <laughs> I think they will stay up. Uh, I think they'll get to. You still got them as a top six club? No, no, <laughs> no definitely not. I think they'll um, either them or Hamilton 
uh, will be in the playoff, and I would fancy Dundee more to win that game. Uh, basically, I think once they get to January, McIntyre will bring in some players that will suit his kind of style of play more. Because was, there was wee green shoots of recovery in the St Mirren game. The kind of, don't, the, the, don't get, don't get dragged into that game. That's what, that's what your issue was <laughs> in the first game of the season when you were touting them both as uh, potential cup winners. <laughs> Oh, they look good against each other. They're both fucking humpty. <laughs> they are both humpty. It's, it's, it is very damning that they still can beat Southern at home. Uh, however, the, at least there was a game plan there. Like, the, the looked like there was something going forward that they could aspire to. Uh, but they just don't really have very good players for it at the moment. No. So, once they get to January, they haven't been in the Premier League for a bit longer. They should be able to spend more on Southern. The, the I mean the, the <laughs> that was a funny noise. <laughs> the big one for me with in regards to some men and D is that there's going to be a lot more booing. Both set of fans are good at booing and they're both really bad. They're both gonna get a few more thrashings and a lot more booings. Good. Okay, if you'd like to listen to 20 more minutes of this or however long we do it, then make sure to check out the Patreon. You can find that patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast. Sign up for that. It says little as $2 a month and we will continue this list for another, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. Fine. Cool. Goodbye. Mischievous. Great. <laughs> gin. Can I have a gin and tonic? Podcast Network.